With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome in the, I guess, the final non-football Friday, right, for the next few months. That's good news. Gets you off on the right foot here on a Friday. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're Miller and Condon. We are with you until noon. We appreciate you spending uh, some of that time with us. Uh, the BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. Well, it might not be a football Friday technically, but we're going to make it so. Uh, Bama Bob will join uh, Trent and I at the bottom of the hour. We've got a fun kind of exercise going to go around the group of uh, the Power Five. Th- our favorite two games in each of those conferences. They might be meaningful. They may not be meaningful. Just two games that uh, you look forward to in all of those conferences, as well as a group of five segment at the end. Yeah, I went and I would look for I thought the most important. That's kind of how I did did the exercise. The ones that'll have the most importance for I did a little of both. Yeah, did a little of both. Some of them, uh, some of them match up wise Mm -hmm. big. Others just uh, helmet games. Right. I'm guessing that when we get to the Pac-12, we'll have one that we both like that probably is not going to mean a lot, but uh, the same one. Uh, anyways, uh, so that's coming up at 10.30. We will hear from Mitch Holtus. He's in Arizona. He won't be with us live. Now, he will be Monday, uh, but today he's on tape. He continues to look, uh, take a look at uh, the rookies or the second-year players. Uh, Mitch Holtus will join us via... Uh, recorded piece just uh, before the 11 o'clock hour. At 11.05, Tom Cakert, catch up on the Hawkeyes at 11.25. Dave Sproul, catch up on Iowa State. Bruce Feldman at The Athletic, an extensive piece on Iowa State and their playoff uh, chances. And he's in uh, today. If I don't know if you've read it yet. Again, if you're a subscriber to The Athletic uh, and you're a Cyclone fan, you won't want to miss that. If you're waiting for one kind of last little nudge before you pull the trigger and spend the 36 or 48, whatever it is, for the year. Maybe that will do it for you. Uh, it's a terrific resource, and there's a good piece on Iowa State uh, from Bruce Feldman here today. Claxons giveaway at 1145-ish to wrap up our week before we uh, send you off into, well, lunch hour uh, and then wait an hour until Murph and Andy. So this is it. This is your last Friday night off for... For how many? For September, October, and three in November? Yeah, 13 weeks of high school football. It'll kick off over down the hall from us on so 96.9. So here, let's, get, let's uh, kind of give the lay of the land yes. here. So on KXNO, on both uh, 1460 and 106.3, Joe Stacy and company will do their scoreboard show, Football mm-hmm. Friday Night. Meanwhile, you will have play-by-play uh, but you are on the bull. Yes, 96.9 on your FM dial. You can find it on the iHeartRadio app. We will have the call every Friday night of the best football game out there, at least for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, coming up on paper. And week one, I know a lot of people are pumped up for Dowling Southeast Spoke. That'll be a great one, but yes, it will. <laughs> logistically, 
I know WHO 13 is going to be out there. Keith will be on the call for the TV side. You know, that's I'm anxious to see how that goes. I think it's going to be, now, no offense to radio. Uh, you know where my heart lies. But at the same time, uh, Sir and C and Keith that did, what, one or two games two last games. year? And it was it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, did, they did a nice job. And um, and they're not doing every week, but they're doing right. a... Five, I think. think. That's what it is. Yep. Uh, so where will you be since you can't be there? Well, yeah, not a whole lot of room at Southeast Pocan. Yet. I really... Right. The new stadium the new that Graphite Construction Group's putting together. That thing is going to be incredible. But when we get to that point, we'll have the Trent Condon wing, hopefully, <laughs> and the uh, press box up there. I'm going to make my way to Valley as the brand-new school. Waukee Northwest will play their first oh, varsity football game. It will be the Wolves versus the Tigers, Northwest against Valley. What kind of team will Swenson have this year? Down a little bit. A um, lot of question marks. Of course, they had all the skill positions. Last year, though, it was the offensive line concerns that they had. Mm-hmm. Now, four of those five guys are back. Mm. So the offensive line's in pretty good shape. But I think a step down, What certainly they were preseason number one last year, and it right. was because of the skill position players. We saw that wasn't the case because of the offensive line. They'll be Gary Swenson-like, but they're definitely down a tier from kind of everybody else. Southeast Polk, mm-hmm. Ankeny, Dowling, those are the cream of the crop certainly this year. Uh, we ask this question every year and have for, oh gosh, decades. Uh, is this the final year for Jerry Pizzetti? If he gets the record... Probably. What What does he need? I want to say it's four oh. off the top of my head. I can, can't... The, can the Jags get that? It's going to be tight. Yeah. Going to be tight to get to that mark to get to well, even then I hope he five. comes back another year before and, right. and gets it. And, I mean, think of how many kids he's coached. Oh, it started in the 60s, for crying out loud. I mean, not at Ankeny, obviously, but thousands, started his career in the 60s. Thousands yes. of kids. How have, many grads, uh, grad parties has he gone to right. over the I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. It really and truly is. Well, uh, rooting for uh, Coach Bazzetti, good people. Him, his wife, Margaret, of course, his son, Ryan, and their family, and his daughter uh, as well, uh, rooting for them. So you'll be busy on Friday night yep. now for the next, jeez. 13 weeks all the way through mm. the Unidome and the championship. And and that'll be on 96, 96.9, the bull as well? Yes, that yeah. is the plan. We'll see. When we get to that point, we have a lot here on KXNO because of mm-hmm. that. If you're also an HD on your car radio you can also catch it there that is kxno hd2 there's a kxno connection wow. with the hd radio so a lot of different ways to find it also teaming up with pete tarpey and cisn tv mm-hmm. we'll also have video call of all the games throughout the regular season so you can catch that just go to youtube cisn tv central iowa sports network and you can hear my call along with the video that goes along with it. Uh, good stuff. Well, you'll be busy, and you're good at it, and you're passionate about it, and uh, we look forward to uh, to catching some of those nights. So Joe Stacy can't make week number one, right? Because they have the playoffs. The Barnstormers made the playoffs, so yeah. Stacy's going to be uh, who normally would be in this chair. There'll mm-hmm. be somebody else at least for week number one. Well, they'll sort it out, and they'll do a fine job, mm-hmm. uh, as, uh, as they always do. High school sports matter in the market, and uh, we will bring them to you as we can. All right, uh, so we're going to get into some of the um, point spreads uh, coming up here that you found. I think it was Elite Sports Books that put out the uh, the Iowa and the Iowa State lines. We'll get into that uh, here coming up. I, I want to spend just a, a minute or so on on last night's preseason game. And I know that they're, for the most part, two teams, Trent, that don't move the needle, the Eagles and the Patriots. I mean, they're not one of the big four. Well, did you watch much of it, by the way? I did. So I what watched basically your... the first half. Okay, good. On the replay at ten o'clock. Right. So what was your ta- what was your takeaway? Cam Newton looked good. He did. What else was your takeaway? Eagles stink. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. What's sure Mac Jones? 
See, I thought he was okay. He's okay. I thought he was... Um, he's going to play this year. I think so, too. I think he's going to play this year. Now, you mentioned it, and you're right. That was the best Cam Newton's looked in a long, long time. I get it was preseason, mm-hmm. but Cam Newton was awful last year. And the throws that he was making were darts. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked so much about his shoulder injury right. and how limited... Yeah, he doesn't throw it the way he used to. Right. The motion is... It's wonky. Yes. It's goofy. It's kind of Philip Rivers-like. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good comp. Mm-hmm. It, it just looks different yep. coming out. But the velocity was mm-hmm. certainly there. They had a stat on SportsCenter last night. Game one for Cam Newton. His total air yards, basically how far up the field each pass went, was under a yard. This one, it was over seven. That's a big-time number. Another one of those kind of advanced numbers. But it was Dink and Duncan game one. Took some shots up the field. Mm-hmm. A couple of those crossers that he had. Had a little touch on it, too, along with the velocity. I really liked what I want, saw out of Cam Newton. And is there a chance? Comeback player of the year? Well, um, get them to the yeah. playoffs? I mean, he's going to be, if, if he does get them to the playoffs and is able to answer the bell in all of the games, then yeah, absolutely, based on his body of work last year. All right, uh, there is a little news that affects you because I know you're such a Jeopardy fan. Mm-hmm. Do you see what happened this morning? Did they... Mike offic- Richards... Out. Good. Good. I'm very happy so about this, that. So this, he was the producer. He was. Who brought all these guest hosts in mm-hmm. and orchestrated the whole trials, trials if you will, and then gave the job to himself. Yes. Essentially. For all intents and purposes. The other thing I found interesting, the ringer, who uh, one of the writers over there just wrote a book about Jeopardy, so she, she knows everybody mm-hmm. involved in it. Mm-hmm. And the article said that when they sent it off to people that were watching to see, oh, who did you like, those kind of things. Well, Mike Richards was able to pick and choose. So his best shows, those are the ones he sent off. Aaron Rodgers' worst show? Maybe that's the one that he sent off to the focus group to see, who did you like? Who do you think did the best job? He's in charge well, of Well, I kind of get that. I mean, we didn't send our show in from, uh, remember, October the 19th last year. Right. That's not the one that showed up in the Marconi, sure. I'm guessing. <laughs> right, but we're not choosing the Marconi. Yeah. And that's what this fair, would be. Fair, fair. If we were choosing the Marconi, yeah, it'd be a little bit different, right? Right. Yeah. He's choosing, ultimately, who gets the job. He gave the job to himself, and now he is Well, out. and you know what's behind this, right? They, they went back and is mm-hmm. like everybody, right? You've got to, you've, if you said something years ago, mm-hmm. it, there's a chance if it was said on social media or somebody's captured it, it may come back to bite you. Uh, in today's different world. And whether it was right or wrong at the time that you said it, it doesn't matter because we're in 2021 now. And this was, uh, this was, um, what's the downfall of Mike Richards? I guess he said some stuff on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Eight, some ten, sexist six, comments. Was that what they yeah. were? And, um, they were apparently were going to come back to bite him. And he wanted to, you know, just get, get a, um, not make that a distraction. So are they going to open this up again and start all over? I would wonder if Mia Bialik just gets the full-time gig, who they had planned on doing some primetime shows with her mm-hmm. and kind of expand that universe. We saw the Tournament of Champions, the the great group, the three that they had, what that week tournament that they had that was on primetime. They're looking to do more of that. They just hand her the role mm-hmm. since she, quote-unquote, already kind of has a part of it. Joe Buck, I thought was excellent. Did you? But he is so divisive. My wife hates him. I, I don't care. One of my best friends from high school, she Hates him. She had a thing on Facebook, just can't watch Jeopardy this week. Well, there are so many people like that. and I, I, nor, nor do I. Trent, if this are we is, at the minority, though? That like Joe Buck? Right. Well, I don't know about the Jeopardy host. I never heard him. But if it, if he got that gig and prevented him from doing MLB or NFL, I'd be pissed off. That won't happen. He's the best in the business. He, he, and it's not even close, in my opinion. He it did a isn't. 
podcast this week with Jimmy Trena from Sports Illustrated, the yeah. media podcast, and he talked a little bit about that. I thought Joe Buck, now looking back upon it, I thought he was the best. He was the best of all the guest hosts that he had. Well, he's such a pro. He is. He's so he was polished. He was funny. He was engaging. Mm-hmm. He was comfortable in the role, and that wasn't always the case with a lot of these different people. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Back to the drawing board. They're still supposed to start taping, I think, next Thursday. For next season. Well, I thought it was today. He said we canceled production today. Oh, really? Well, now it might have been canceled production today in advance of next week. Right, yeah. So, um, but I, I guess Aaron Rodgers did a radio interview, a national re- radio interview. Um, I saw the guy who did it. I can't remember his name. Um, maybe it'll come to me, whether it does or whether it doesn't. But he was asked, he asked Aaron Rodgers about Jeopardy. And if you would have got the Jeopardy gig, would you have played this year? Mm. Rodgers said he wouldn't have. Oh, really? He would have done Jeopardy. Wow. What was the guy's name? Anyways, um, but th- 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 that was taped apparently before the news of Mike Richards today. Well, I knew that that would move your needle. Yes. You know what else moves your needle? Betting on sports. Oh, yes, it does. And you found... You know my hot spots. Yes. Well, we've been together a while Yes. Um, you found the point spread for every Iowa mm-hmm. and every Iowa State Game, save one, you and I, which normally isn't posted. Now there will be a number at some point. Yep. One of the books, I'm assuming. We'll put something up to get some action uh, and hope that they uh, you know, get 50-50 split action on both sides and don't have to worry. Uh, so Elite Sportsbook is back doing what they did last year. Yep. Let's get them in front of us. And, um, well, the one that jumps off the page to begin with, and I do want to actually um, go – a little bit off the border, out of out of line, and and bring up Cyhawk because sure. that's the you know the needle mover in the state. It's up to seven and a half so at elite, and it's seven and a half. And these numbers have just been posted. It, it's recently because I looked at one point last week. I don't remember exactly when to see, and there wasn't anything up there. I was a little mm-hmm. bit surprised because I remember last summer they had yeah, these they had numbers early. Out early, yeah, yes. it was June, maybe July. I wonder if they got beat up. I know I beat them up. <laughs> did you? You got them? I, I did. I think I did five games in the preseason, hit all five. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was a really good one, those preseason mm-hmm. numbers. And I see some here that I really, really like too. But let's start with Cyhawk. We've seen it four and a half, yep. five, yep. five and a half. What did Chris Andrews at South Point? Did he start at seven? Started at seven, moved to six and a half very mm-hmm. quickly, and he's been steady there. But that's as high as we've seen. Until today or yesterday. So Elite Sportsbook. Out of Riverside, just south of Iowa City. Mm-hmm. Also have Quad Cities location one and way up in northwest right. Iowa. But you can sit in your you can do it anywhere. base room and basement in Waukee or wherever you are and sign up. But for what I know, I don't know many people around here that have an elite sportsbook account. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of people, though, in eastern Iowa that do. Mm-hmm. And this is well, where Kaker the shop- shop's there, right? He does. He? Yeah. Yep. A couple of my tailgate buddies do. And that's why this was so surprising because... For all intents and purposes, this is an easy Eastern Iowa-based right, sportsbook. Right. And they have the biggest number, uh-huh. the Hawkeyes getting the most points. That was the surprise to me. If this would have been DraftKings through mm-hmm. Wild Rose, through Jefferson, mm-hmm. okay. A lot more Starry County money, a lot more Polk County money. That would make sense. But for it to happen in this one, that's what came as a big surprise to me. Seven and the hook. Yeah. Boy, that 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 makes it that that half makes it so tricky. That number. Okay, well, let's start. So, Indiana's a four point favorite over Iowa. I think that this I was favored is, by four. I, I beg your pardon. You're right. I was favored by four. Uh, I, I think that's a really tricky game. I have no opinion. Do you? No, I like Iowa. Do you? A lean towards Iowa. Yeah. So you'd lay the points in that one. Yep. I think Iowa's defense matches up well with what Indiana tries to do offense. See, I'd look at it completely differently. 
I, mean, I agree with you at your point, but but my biggest takeaway was based on last week what the media saw at Spencer Petras. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not going to be all gloom and doom. Right. Offense looked better than the defense. Way better than the defense. Never happens at Kids Day, yet mm-hmm. it happened this year. Which leads me to week number two, which is the Cyhawk game. And I kind of had the opinion most of the offseason that Iowa State was going to march. Yeah, I thought that they were going to have their way with the Hawks. And when I say that, I mean win comfortably. Mm-hmm. Not blow them out by three touchdowns, but win comfortably. 27-17. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. But cover cover easily, and um, you know the game's not in doubt at the end. But Spencer Petras. Right. right? It changes the equation this whole Without Iowa football question, team. It's the most important position in all of sports. And that was everybody's question mark when it came to the Hawks. Now, if that was a mirage... Well, we'll find out when he, when they host Indiana in two weeks. I like the chance there, the seven and a half number. It's a lot of points, Trent. If it, it was six and a half, I would I'd probably still take Iowa State at seven and a half. I go the other way. I and so. if you can find a four and a half, Yeesh. you got a middling opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Iowa State wins the game by five, six, or seven, mm-hmm. you're a double winner. Yep. That is something that I will be shopping around for and see if winning those four and a halves are still available because I think it's going to be that type of game. And if Iowa State wins it, 31-21, not going to be falling on the ground shocked. No, uh-uh. That that's the, that's the result here. But you get it at 7, Iowa gets a late field goal, tries the onside, doesn't get it. Hey, you win both sides of the bet, 31-24-5. Uh, the other two non-con games, Kent State gets 18.5, Colorado State 16.5. I don't know much about either of them. Kent State really fast offensively, has mm-hmm. uh, pretty much everybody offensively back, including their quarterback, who is incredibly dynamic. One of the worst defenses, though, in the country. Mm, not a big opinion. Colorado State's terrible, though. Yes, they are. I, I am... Yeah. Jumping on Iowa right there, laying the 16.5 against the Rams. All right, Friday night, uh, Iowa goes to Maryland on a Friday night. That's, it's 12.5. The Hawks got to give 12.5 on the road. Look, there's no home field advantage. Sure. Um, that's a lot of points against a Big Ten school. I mean, I don't think Maryland's going to be that good, but two touchdowns essentially? To his little brother? Offense that made big strides a year right. ago? Huge strides. It's too many points. I think so too. Give me the Terps. Um, Penn State gets a point and a half as they come to Kinnick Stadium. I love this game. Yes. I, I love this game. This is on my bottom of the hour piece we're going to do. My, oh, it my is. Day, I, I just love Penn State, Iowa. Well, I mean, I prefer the game when it's in Happy Valley and it's night and it's raining. Right? <laughs> but, I preferred but, that experience, too. Sure. It was a good one. Uh, but at Kinnick, and hopefully this game is under the lights, um, I, I, I don't know. Not a strong opinion either way. I'm, I'm with you. Penn about, State's kind of a wait-and-see team. Yep. See what they do against the Badgers week one. Uh, Purdue gets at 11 and a half. Too many. Purdue, okay. They Saw what scheme happened week up. one last year. David Bell's still around. Uh huh. Brom knows how to scheme against yeah. Iowa. And Maybe not be... against anybody else. True, but he does it against Iowa. There's a little pressure on Brom this year. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, the Hawks get four and a half in Madison. What's Graham Mertz going to be like? Yeah, not a strong opinion. Mm-mm. I might grab the points here though if I had to. All right, they stay out on the road and they go to they go to Northwestern. It's a touchdown. Northwestern's not going to be very good. We don't think. Um. They're either going to lose a stupid game or yeah. they're going to blow them out. Yeah. That's what Iowa does against Northwestern. They either throttle them or they get beat mm-hmm. in a game. How Clemson did they lose that game? got the job, right, at quarterback? I think yeah, you did. Yeah. I saw that the other day. Yuck. Yeah. Um, Minnesota gets five and a half as they come to Iowa. Phil Fleck, prove it. Mm-hmm. Had right. to make a bet, lean Iowa. but yeah. What kind of year Tanner Morgan going to have? Right. Abraham is a star. Uh, defensively. Uh, great offensive line. Great offensive, big offensive line. And deep. A Sunday big offensive line. Yes. 
Defensive line, though? Yuck. <laughs> Some question marks. Yes. Uh, then Bielema, as uh, they come to Kinnick Stadium, gets 12 and a half. So, again, this is a property that also has a big base in the Quad Cities. You can find right now, at DraftKings, Illinois getting 20 and a half. It opened at what? 21 and a half. Here, it's 12 and a half. Back to those middling opportunities here. Jesus. Shop around. My betting friends... Shop around. You're going to have big opportunities here, including this one, where you're going through key numbers of 13, 14, 17, and 20 to get. That's a great point. That's five key numbers. You're getting through. Bet both sides, whatever your betting denomination is. If it's Mm -hmm. 10 bucks, if it's 20 bucks, Mm -hmm. if it's 100 bucks, or even more, bet both sides of that one. You get a point spread with that much difference with two books based here. Jump aboard with that. And then we go to Black Friday, where Nebraska could be playing for their bowl lives, and Iowa could have a lot to play for as well. And Scott Frost might be playing for his coaching life uh, in in Lincoln. Boy, there's some rumors out there about him, depending where you look. Um, And Iowa gives a point and a half to Nebraska. We know this series gone is usually a close game, Mm -hmm. but what's what's Nebraska? Where's Nebraska at when they host this game? Playing for a bowl game. Playing and they for a bowl it. game? Give me Nebraska right now. Really? Nebraska ends the streak. They get it done. They get to 6-6, six and six and Frosty the coach man survives for another year. <laughs> Let's go to Iowa State. We've got, we we told you there's no point spread yet on UNI. We know about the Cyhawk What game. about the guess? You got a guess for UNI when that number comes yeah, out? Yeah, 21 and something. 21, three touchdowns-ish. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns. Maybe even a tick higher. Maybe 21, 22 yeah, and a 20, half, 23. Yeah, right in that range. Kind of where I is. It'll be a big number. Mm-hmm. Preseason top 10 team against a UNI team. Has some question marks coming into the Yeah, year. absolutely. Uh, Iowa State. Uh, UNLV, four touchdowns, 27 and a half. Hmm. Like, I think they're going to, I think if they get an opportunity, because the, there's going to be more Iowa State fans there uh, than running Red fans right. in the building. Yeah. It's, it's going to be like a home game. Fan base is going to be absolutely jacked and absolutely hammered yes, because they'll are. have had all day to get lubed up in advance of this when it's a 9.30 Central Time kickoff for crying out loud. Get the bush light ready, Vegas. Oh, my. Um, it's a lot of points. Uh, the following week, 10.5 at Baylor's, we get into Big 12 play. Baylor gave him a run last year. Mm-hmm. I think you can argue should have won that game. If it would have, should have. Yeah, they had the chances for sure. Ten and a half. We'll see with the Rand a year two. Mm-hmm. Questions at the quarterback position. Big question. With Brewers in Utah. Yeah, who I really like the Utes this year. Lean Iowa State. Uh, Kansas comes to Iowa State. They get 32 and a half points for their trouble. Not enough. Give me the <laughs> Cyclones again. Wow. 32 and a half. Iowa State is favored by 32 and a half in a conference game. Uh, they're favored at K-State by 12.5. That seems like a lot of points. This one, to me, has close game written all over it. Is Skyler healthy? It's That's a simple, the question. It's as simple yep. as that. If he is, give me K-State in the 12.5. Yep. If he's not, right. I'll lay 17.5 because Kansas State without him, that's a bad yeah, It's football a different team. football team. You're right. Uh, Oklahoma State gets a touchdown as they come to Ames. Too many. Gundy, that game's always close. I mean, Gundy has Matt Campbell's number. We talk about mm-hmm. obviously Ferentz a lot mm-hmm. here. Gundy, really in the same kind of breath here. I'm going to take Oklahoma State in the touchdown. I think I would too. I think I, that's a close game. Now then they get on the plane. They go to West Virginia, and they're a seven and a half point favorite. Do you have a feeling about West Virginia? Neil Brown, you year know, three. Trent. It's I'm back and forth. Deggy sometimes. Yeah, no, I like him. Um, he can't move though. I no, mean, he is a statue. Yeah. Um, it depends. You know, one day I think they might be the team that, that we're group. looking for, yeah. 
And then I, uh, then I kind of, no, that's not the team. The team is Texas. I'm still convinced where it's Texas. And Texas gets four and a half in Ames. The opening lines that came out earlier this summer, I found these way back in June at FanDuel. Ten and a half is what Texas was getting at that point. I jumped on that right away Ten in this game. Half. Here at Elite Sportsbook, it's four and a half. Lean Iowa State. Right. Uh, here's one that, that surprised me. Then I then I realized why it is. Iowa State only gives four and a half points when they go to Lubbock. But it's the proverbial sandwich. Texas the week before, Oklahoma the week after. Therein lies the, the, the tight point spread. I mean, Iowa State's a better football team. By four and a half? Yeah. I think I, you know what, I'd still sandwich sandwich. Um, give me the clones. Going to Iowa State. I think I would. They're the better team. Uh, they get they give almost two touchdowns to Oklahoma, 13 and a half. That's a huge number. Oklahoma, they split the series last year. That's a big number, Trent. And, and Campbell's, he doesn't fear Oklahoma. No, the, the program doesn't. Right. They played so well against Oklahoma, that's an automatic jump on the side. That's too many there. points. Yes. I totally agree with you. And then to wrap things up, TCU, who is, I think, the consensus when you ask people who's that, if it's not Iowa State, if it's not Oklahoma, yes, we said that sentence, <laughs> um, who is it? Well, the consensus is it's TCU, and TCU gets eight and a half as they come on Thanksgiving weekend to chilly, windy, nippy Ames. Max Duggan's played in that weather. He'll be okay. He's an Iowa kid after all, is yes. he not? I love TCU this year. I'm one of those people. I yeah. believe TCU is going to be playing for a conference championship. Mm-hmm. I'll grab the eight and a half. Who are they, playing, the who are they playing against? Oklahoma. Okay. So this game potentially. Very well could. Yes. I believe it will. Yeah. I believe there's a chance that this comes down to Trent, I hope winner goes on. Honestly, I hope you're right. I hope, I hope your scenarios bang on that that weekend. Black because that game's a Friday too, isn't it? It is, not? yes. Right. That Black Friday in Ames is for the right to play for a Big 12 championship. Could you imagine? Bama Bob next. More college football conversation. We are, after all, in the mood, are we not? It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 102nd Avenue in Des Moines. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Condon, 1460KX and 106.3 FM. Well, just in time for football in Lexington. Six members of the Kentucky football program charged with first-degree burglary. Ooh. <laughs> Let's get Bama Bob in here. Uh, Bama, uh, good to speak with you as always. You will be with us, well, every Friday now for the next three or whatever, four months. And we're grateful for that. Uh, so here's what I want to do with both of you guys. If you're, uh, if you're game, we have no choice. This is what we're doing. <laughs> we're going to ask you... Um, your two favorite games in each of the five power conferences, and then we'll just group all the group of five conferences together. They can be, um, they can be because it's the most important game. Uh, it can be a, a classic rivalry. It can be whatever. These are your favorite games in each of these particular conferences. So you know we're going. Everybody on board? Yes, I got it. And yep. uh, this year. Can we not start with the ACC every single time? I know you yes. love going alphabetically. I, I agree. But let's stop with let's the go, ACC. All right, good call, Trent Condon. Uh, let's start in the Big 12. All and right. we'll go with you first, Trent. Your two favorite games in the Big 12 this year, and why? I'm going to start uh, October 2nd. I got these in order of how they come in the calendar also. October 2nd, TCU, who, as we just talked mm-hmm. about, I really like this yep. year, 
going to Texas. We've heard a lot of back and forth. Texas always looking down their nose at TCU. It was a wild game a year ago. I think it's got a chance to be a really good one here. October 2nd, in talking about maybe getting into a championship game, this one could have some importance here. TCU at Texas. That's a good one. What's your second one? It's the Iowa State-Oklahoma game. I think we'll all have this on the list. Preseason number one, preseason Mm -hmm. number two. Iowa State in Norman, second to last week of the year. Bama, your two favorite games in the Big 12 looking forward to the most are what? I'm just going with the two Iowa State games. I'm going, and I hate to do it so late in the year, but, I mean, I'm I'm with Trent. You know, um, Iowa State at Oklahoma mm-hmm. on the 26th and next to the last game. And, and I just think the Texas game in Ames is just going to be wild. I, I, um, I, I really look at it. I mean, to me, those are the – Iowa State and Oklahoma really, I think, are the class of that conference. And Texas, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned TCU could be good. Oklahoma State could be good. But I'm just going to go with, with the very top. And it kind of it's kind of chalk, but I'm going to go Iowa State, uh, their game in Norman, and uh, hosting the Longhorns in Ames. I just think that's got a chance to be a wild game. It's going to be a wonderful October, no doubt, for the clones. Uh, yeah, I will is. go. Uh, I'm with you guys on the Oklahoma, Iowa State at Oklahoma. I put Bedlam on my list just because it, what it could mean if indeed Oklahoma does make a run for it after that. We know they're making a run for it. It's just when they're going to start the race. Um, Bedlam's going to be bonkers. The game is in Stillwater. There's going to be hate like you wouldn't believe. So I will take Bedlam for my second Big 12 game. To the Big Ten, Bama will start with you. See what I'm doing, Trent? I'm I'm saving the ACC. Uh, Bama, your favorite two games in the Big Ten are what? Uh, You know, well, first of all, Damn you, Kim Miller, for only allowing me to pick two. I mean, (laughs) I'm looking at these helmet schedules, and I can pick five out of each one of these conferences. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, very easily. But, look, I want to go right out of the chute week one, Penn State at Wisconsin. We talked Huge. about that game earlier. I mean, just just Penn State's got a really tough no, – the schedule makers did not do them any favors. They, gotta, they go to Wisconsin. They go to Iowa, you know, out of the West. So if they're going to challenge at all – uh, in, you know Ohio State, which I'm not sure they can. It's a huge game for them. I mean, they they almost have to win this right out of the shoot. Um, the other one, you know, look, I can't put Michigan in there. I just Michigan to me is just is just boring. And until they do something and get that fixed, I just can't put them in there. I'm going to go November 23rd, Ohio State at Indiana. I mm. mean, I just think yeah. that that. Look, I don't know how good Indiana's going to be this year. They were they had a great year last year. I don't know how much you can make of it. They're going to have some challenges before. They got to go to Iowa week 1. They got to go to Penn State in October. Um yeah, they got Cincinnati on the schedule, which is a tough game. So they could be 3 and 3 by the time this rolls around. I just think no matter what their record is, I think this is <clears throat> excuse me, I think this really could be a challenge. For Ohio State, and I don't think they're really going to be challenged much. The, the opener at Minnesota—that's that, you know—we'll see. Mm-hmm. I just, and then of course they have Oregon, but I just I like that game in Bloomington uh, on October. 23rd. That's a, that's a good one, Bama. That's a good one. How about you, Trent? I'm with Bama. I'm going Week One, and then I'm going to finish up with the final week of the season. I know the game very well could stink. It might be 62 to 13. Maybe it's Harbaugh's tradition swan song. Yeah, I'm watching Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. I love the game. Just too much. Too much built into me mm-hmm. as a Midwest guy. I can't go away from it. So for too me, much brand. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's too right. important. And 
Boy, what if, what if it turns out to be a great game? Yeah, you're watching. Well, I hope it, it does. I, I'm with you. I didn't include it for the reason that, that Michigan stinks, but I'm with you, Trent. The tradition and and the, those two programs, but it's not on my list. Um, I've got Penn State and Iowa just because I love this game year after year after year. Uh, it's when they, when they do get to play each other and they get do again this year, and then I'm going to go way 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 off the board, all the way to next week. Nebraska yeah. Illinois is huge. It's huge for Nebraska. <laughs> I agree. It's massive for the Huskers. With I mean, I, I get the NCAA investigation. It's going to be a slap in the wrist, but it's a distraction. A slap in the wrist in twenty twenty seven. Right. When they get yeah. When Scott it. Frost is long gone. Right. Uh, from there, or they right. built a statue at that point. Who knows which way it's going to go? I think the former. But uh, anyways, <laughs> but I I'm going to put Nebraska Illinois like on the, the under list. on statues. By the way, <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, I'm I'm with yeah. you. Okay, so I'm off the board there. Now let's go do the ACC just because we have to. Guys, when I was going through this, I struggled. You did? I did. I mean, I'm not going to include Clemson. I got a a couple. All right, lay them on me, Bama. You go. Well, I want to go, you know, uh, late October, Clemson and NC State. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how good NC State's going to be. And look, who's really going to challenge Clemson? I don't think Florida State's ready to do it, you know, um, and, and again, I just we just went conference games here. Yep. Obviously, they open with Georgia. That's massive right. nationally. But just if you're just going to stay in conference, who's really going to challenge them? I mean, and and especially on the road. I mean, Syracuse. They got to go to Syracuse. I don't think that's going to be trouble. At Pitt, not going to be trouble. Don't see Louisville being trouble. I mean, this could be the only game really that you know maybe they're less than a seventeen. 17- road favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I like that game. And then I'm going uh, October 16th, Miami at North Carolina. I think that's got a chance. If De'Eric King can survive the mm. opening week against Alabama, I mean, I just think, I don't know how good North Carolina is going to be. I think they're going to be really good. Can they challenge Clemson? I don't know. I think they're certainly the favorite, in my opinion, in the Coastal. And I think those two teams are probably the best two teams in that division. And I think that game really could go along. Neither one of them play Clemson, I don't think, in the regular season. Um, I'm looking at it here. I don't see it. So that game really could be for the Coastal and a chance for that uh, to, to, you know, play Clemson in the title game. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Hurricanes at Heels on October 16th. All right, Trent. Bama is one of the smartest people I know <laughs> because our games are exactly right. Are they? It's, uh, yeah, September, late September there. NC State, Dave Doran, the former Drake mm-hmm. Bulldog, brings this Wolfpack in, yep. taking on, uh, bringing in Clemson in that one. And I think probably for a chance to play Clemson, Carolina against Miami. So, yeah, he's got him right. Well, I went to the in state battle at the end of the season, North Carolina and NC State. I used that one. And then I picked the helmet game, Miami and FSU. Yeah. Um, but how about that story yeah. from Miami yesterday? That yes. kid that was murdered in 2006, and finally, yeah. and do you know what precipitated this hmm. opening an investigation? An ESPN long form written investigation from 2019. Jeez, really? I mean, the, the the writers in that piece essentially identified the suspect, and yesterday. He was arrested, a teammate of his. Anyway, so Miami, Florida State for me, and NC uh, NC State hosting North Carolina. Let's go to the SEC. Speaking of, uh, you can only two games. There's just so <laughs> yeah, many, right? There's just so many damn games in this conference. 
I wanted to include a Tennessee night game because I want to get to. I'm going to get to Knoxville one of these years, and I'm going to come. On the, I'm going to. I'm going to arrive on a boat. You're, you're not. I know I'm not. You're not leaving Yankee. No, I know. I mean, I know that, but um, I want to think that I'm going to get to Knoxville once, and if I do, I'm going to get there on a boat and I'm going to stroll right into the stadium. All right, uh, Trent, you go first. SEC, your two favorite games. I'm going back to back weeks, and I'm going with Alabama in both of them. We mm. start on October. What is it? October second. Ole Miss, the Lane Train. Yeah, great. Yes, I mean, oh he, my they have Ole Miss has a bye week leading into it. Lane is going to be poking and prodding and saying things to piss Saban off. It's yeah. going to be great. It's going to be great theater, and that team can score. Yeah, that is. And then a week later, right after that game, Alabama has to go to A and M. Wow, back to back weeks, October second and ninth. I was going to say that'll test most teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Look, test Alabama. Right, I, I like that. I, I like that. What about you, Bama? Well, you know, look, talking about. <laughs> I was going to, I really, I didn't want to pick both Alabama games, but <laughs> right. Trent is, is dead on with this October 2nd game. And Ole Miss is going to be fun to watch in, all year, I think, if they stay healthy. I didn't pick it. I picked the most important game, I think, in the West, and that's when they go to College Station because mm-hmm. A&M has to win this game. We were so close to the playoff last year, finished fifth. The only loss was to Alabama again. Saban has never been beaten by a former assistant, and that's going to be man. Is that going to be challenged in October? Like print dismission back to back weeks. So I'm going to go Alabama at A&M with a big caveat of that October second game, and then I just got to go chalk out of the East. Florida Georgia mm-hmm. cocktail party. Yep. Um, those are the only two teams really. I mean. You mentioned the problems at Kentucky, you know, brings a new meaning to guilty pleasure, I guess, Ken, for you. Um, I do love that squad for whatever um, reason. Yeah, I just, Florida, Georgia, I don't see anybody else in the East. I'm not saying neither one of those teams will lose a game because, uh, you know, Florida has to host Alabama week three. And again, I don't want to make it all about Alabama, but that's that's a, how about a four week schedule at Florida? Home to Ole Miss at A&M. That'll test anybody. If they get through that, I think they're going to run the table. But I'm just going to go chalk out of the East with Florida, Georgia, and then what I think, again, the most important game in the West, Alabama at A&M. But, man, Ole Miss is going to be – Ole Miss is going to be appointment television. Yeah, it is. And I almost took the Egg Bowl. And if it would have been in Oxford this year, I probably would have. But it, the, the game's in Starkville. And so I went away from it. Bam, I'm with you. I went Florida, Georgia. But my, but the other game on the list, and it's not probably going to be very good this year, but it's been so damn good for so many years, uh, is LSU in Alabama. It's usually the yeah. CBS picks it up at night and parks it at 7 o'clock or 6.30. It's usually so incredibly good. I, I hope it is. I hope it's good this year. But but I love that game, uh, fellas. We got to move. Let's go to the Pac-12. Uh, Trent, fire away. Got uh, both championship games to get to the championship game for the South, Utah, USC, and for the North, Oregon at Washington. Okay, Bama. Uh, I'm going. I got the same games. I, they're actually on the same week. Uh, you know, November 11th. I'm going Oregon at Washington out of the North. Mm-hmm. I'm taking USC at Arizona State out of the South. Mm-hmm. I think that game's going to be. Yep. I think Arizona State's an exciting team. I do too. USC. I mean, listen. USC's got a, got a test right out of the shoot with San Jose State. I mean, if, they better be getting ready for that because I think the Spartans could be legit. Uh, they were last year. I think they could be again this year. But I, I'm just 
again, I, I, I like Trent's games. I'm just, I just think that USC and Arizona State game, if Arizona State's as good as we think they are, that game could be really important. UCLA, to me, is the wild card in that conference. They got a lot of really important games at Washington and everything like that. Just don't know how good they are. So I'm going to go Trojans at Sun Devils. Uh, Herm Edwards has a quarterback. Jaden Daniels is a hell of a player. He's a hell of a player. All right, I'm with you. It's a consensus, Oregon and Washington. I'm surprised, Condon. We love this game. This is a uniform game. This is a jersey game. Oh, USC-UCLA? Yes. Now, I wish it was at the Rose Bowl. They should play it there every year. Um, (laughs) USC disagrees with that. Yeah, I know they do. (laughs) Maybe maybe in the odd years they should take it to SoFi. I don't know. Maybe I'm The Coliseum's fine. Yeah, it's fine. um, And when it's packed, it's good. Uh, but give me UCLA and uh, and uh, and USC. All right, group of five. And since I'm the commissioner for this, I get you get to change the rules. Right? Okay. I get to change the rule. You can put an independent in for one oh. of your games in here. No, no, no. <laughs> Come on, give me Army Navy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we'll give you that. We'll give you right? that. That's an automatic. I mean, Bama, you're watching that. I mean, I know you are. Um, every year. Every year. year. Absolutely. Army Navy is is default, but I I didn't. I all didn't right, so we'll th- that okay, we week. can't include that then. Army Navy's up, but we're all three watching it. All right, give me two group of five games about me. You go first. Uh, I'm going to go UFC, UFC, UCF at Cincinnati, October 16th. Yep. Cincinnati's got. I mean, look at Indiana at Notre Dame. They're the they're the team everybody's talking about, and I think Gus Malzahn is going to have Central Florida ready and locked and loaded. Yep. Uh, I think they're going to be really good this year. They're going to be entertaining. They're going to be hard to stop. So I'm going to go, uh, you know, Golden Knights at Bearcats on the 16th. Mm-hmm. Man, my other ones, it was really hard to pick out of the other one. Um, I wanted to go in the Sun Belt, App State, Louisiana. I didn't. I'm going to go Mountain West, San Jose State at Nevada because mm-hmm. I think that game is going to be. The winner out of that game is going to probably play Boise in the championship game. All right, Trent. I got a Sun Belt game for you. Me too. Along with the UCF game. Appy State hosting Coastal Carolina. It's October 20th. That will decide the East Division crown, the team that more than likely will get to play the Raging Cajuns in the Sun Belt title game. Uh, we've got the same game, Trent. I'm with you. Uh, UCF Cincinnati. All three of us are on that one. And uh, I went to Belt Coastal Carolina and Appy State. Noted Army Navy <laughs> as well. Hey, Army got, Navy is a given. Oh my god, that's a given every year. And I mean, it's, it's in doesn't get any better. It's the Meadowlands this year. Oh, is it? I think is it the Meadowlands. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure uh, it's at the Meadowlands. Bama. Next time, next week, we'll have games to talk about. Not a lot of them, uh, but at some point, probably prior to that, we've got to go on record. Well, one of the most two important games in the Big Ten is played yes, next Saturday, is. according to Ken Miller. Yes, so, it hey, is. Got to break that one down, right? We, we yeah. will, and uh, we'll go on record. We'll pick the uh, the winner of all five of the uh, Power Five conferences, maybe national championship. We'll do that prior uh, to looking at the limited slate of games. Um, one of them, of course, being uh, Illinois hosting the Huskers. Bama, have a good final weekend without football, if you can. Uh, we will have football next week, and we'll talk to you a week from today. Thanks, pal. Look forward to it. Fun stuff, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Thank you. Bama Bob, uh, Trent and I going around college football. Alabama will be with us every Friday and Monday throughout the college football season. Mitch Holt is on tape next. Uh, He's in Arizona, but he will uh, give us his daily Chiefs training camp report on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 3FM. 
All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Five minutes before the hour of 11 o'clock, Mitch Holtis is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He joins us every day during the month of August. Papa John sponsors. Uh, he's not live today. He's on tape, and here it is. The Chiefs are back at it tonight with preseason game number two. I'm here in Glendale, Arizona, as the Chiefs take on the Arizona Cardinals. Here's your priority list for tonight's game. First of all, Coach Reed, even with one last preseason game in this 2021 schedule, is treating this game and next week's third preseason game like years past who can argue coach reed is 20 and 5 in september as the chief's head coach if it ain't broke don't fix it one hearkening back to yesterday's report it would be nice for rookie tight end noah gray tonight to bounce back against a good arizona defense Secondly, keep your ears and eyes peeled on wide receiver number 82, Darice Fountain, out of the University of Northern Iowa, had some time with the Colts. He's really coming on in camp and pushing to make the team. He's right at the cut line. He wears, again, number 82. Third, defensive cornerback, other than the base starters, Javarius Ward and Legereus Sneed. The rest of the guys are under a microscope. The specific corners in question are former Viking first-round pick number 21, Mike Hughes. Number 27, third-year corner Rashad Fenton. Former New York Giants first-round pick number 30, DeAndre Baker. And the safeties also, after Dan Sorensen and Tyron Matthew, are looking to improve. That list includes number 22, veteran Juan Thornhill, an undrafted rookie free agent, number 24, Devin Key, who gave up an 80-yard touchdown pass against the 49ers. Finally, another white-hot battle is the race for the third running back job behind Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Darrell Williams. It's neck and neck between veteran and former Minnesota Viking and 49er Jarek McKinnon and third-year Chiefs running back Darwin Thompson. Tonight could be big to determine who wins that job, and both will be evaluated not only on running and receiving, but pass-blocking and special teams. Five more cuts loom and must be made by Tuesday, so the tension builds. Tonight, Chiefs and Cardinals, Patrick Mahomes gets reacquainted with his old college head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. They were both together at Texas Tech. Reporting from Glendale, Arizona, I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. And Papa John's in Central Iowa sponsors Mitch Holtis each and uh, every day with us in the month of August. He'll be back with us live on Monday at about 10.50 to recap uh, that game and look ahead to the week. Uh, you know, he mentioned Daniel Sorensen. Uh, I have no idea how the guy's been in the league eight years. When he first got, uh, you know, broke in, uh, here's a guy, he's not going to make it till the end of the season, let alone a whole bunch more. He's gotten better with age, I think. He has. He's improved, and he's, he's a guy smart. Though, that seemingly every year they're trying to right? find his replacement. Yes. It just never comes. Yeah, he takes. He's smart. He takes the right angles. Might not be the fastest guy mm-hmm. in this position, but between the years, um, now he's he, he makes plays. He makes plays. Did you see uh, yesterday? I tweeted out all the local teams when they play. You know what, Trent? I almost followed our Twitter account for that very reason. <laughs> Your Miller and Condon is going to earn one of the coveted follows. I hope so. Starts I think I'm tonight. One ninety nine. One ninety nine. Lucky two hundred at Miller and Condon. Yeah, maybe Chiefs at Arizona. That's ESPN two hundred six on your Directv dial Saturday noon. The Bills and the Bears. That'll be on WHO 13. 325 Jets at Green Bay. Have to go to the Overflow mm-hmm. channel there. That's 8.3 KCCI. And 7 o'clock Saturday night, the Vikings against the Colts on big KCCI CBS. Now, sounds uh, like a weekend worth of plans to me. I'm, I'm glad you Trent. Uh, look at it. Miller and Condon is a full service Twitter account. Follow us at Miller and Condon. Tom Caker kicks off hour number two. 
Dave Sproul will follow. And then we'll give four listeners an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons you cannot have played. Whether you won or not, you can't have played in the last month. If you haven't, you'll be eligible at about 11.45 to do just that. We're with you until noon on 1460 AM and 106.3 FM.